This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way. Except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. everybody before we get into today's uh, topic we wanted to provide a quick content warning for this episode uh we are going to be discussing some mature and uh possibly distressing themes like suicide hiv aids and abortion uh, and their demonization by uh certain aspects of religion and some people who listen to this might find that distressing or triggering so please take care of yourself uh and know that we will not be hurt if you skip this one uh thank you and enjoy the episode yeah and also uh for any of our listeners who may have a personal and healthy relationship with the religion they follow. Uh, there might be some dunking on certain institutions within your religion in this episode. So if you need to skip this episode, that's totally okay too. Uh, Nana, you can skip this episode. I love you very much. And uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs> but apart from that, hi. Welcome to the Great American Screen. My name is Devin Wright. My name is Adam O'Connell. Uh, and if you couldn't tell by that intro, we're going to take a, a quite an interesting uh, topic today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, you know, this podcast has never been about controversy. We've always <laughs> dodged it at every turn. We never uh, even dip a toe into any topic that could possibly cause us, you know, legal trouble, professional trouble in the future. We've never for instance, said that uh, Walter Elias Disney's Frozen Head is somewhere and that uh, we're maybe anti but also maybe pro or maybe just neutral on Johnny Depp. Uh, we've never personally come after Russ McCamey. Everything's fine, which is why this episode we're talking about a specific subset of horror uh, haunted houses that are specifically uh, Jesus in nature. Okay, so I don't want to go into this topic being like overtly silly about it. So this, okay, Hell Houses, uh, which you may have heard of. I understand that they've recently kind of blown up on TikTok or they're like, there was a video yep. on TikTok talking about it, um, which is, I think, why uh, it kind of piqued my attention again. Um, and Hell Houses are something that I've actually been kind of studying uh, like in college for a while, like academically and now just like as a hobby. Um, I wrote like a 12 page essay on them freshman year. Um, which, by the way, I went back into and reread for my and research for this. So uh, you're welcome that I had to put <laughs> oh my myself God. through what kind of writer I was a freshman year of college. I looked at it and I was like, I did so much research on this topic. And for what? This is not a good essay. For what? <laughs> um, but now that like, we're talking that uh, they've kind of blown up on TikTok and we've been talking about evangelicalism a lot in our current social and political climate. Um, I think they kind of warrant a discussion because a lot of people don't know what they are. Like I would For say sure. a big portion of you that are listening probably haven't heard of Hell Houses before unless you live in the south of the Bible Belt, which you may have. Um, yeah. Especially if you're like northeast or like west coast, this might be a new thing to you. Um and just to be clear, like we said in the beginning, we are not trying to demonize or dunk on anybody's religion or religion as a whole. But if you use your religion to do things like these hell houses do and terrorize other people, you can eat my entire ass. Wow. Just kind of coming out there. Yeah, this episode will be a lot like 
really just any conversation that Adam and I have <laughs> uh, a lot of the times on the podcast, which is that there is like a light switch next to us that has the, it's a goof switch <laughs> and it can switch on and we can goof. And then when we don't want to goof anymore, it will immediately switch off. So, you know, welcome to our this is our whole dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. We're going to we're going to be very serious and very thoughtful. And then immediately we're going to dunk on a guy who dressed up as Jesus. Yeah. And I was brought up Catholic. So I dunk on Catholicism all the time I as well. If you couldn't tell from just everything about me. Right. Um, we're two we're two <laughs> lovely Roman Catholic boys. Were you an altar boy or an no, altar person? Never. Were, did you sing in the chorus? I didn't sing in the chorus. No, I I was what never that. I was never oh. that religious because like I got oh. confirmed and then after that I just you know like that was kind of the last thing that I did regarding the church. Gotcha. I was an altar boy and I sang in the choir. Uh, I was a very good altar boy and I used to get so happy when I got to sing the Hallelujah. I played the little drummer boy in That's for cute. Christmas one year. I got to hold the arch the bishop's uh, mitre, which is the hat. Uh, when my brother got confirmed, I'm in it. I'm so in what's it, your baby. What's your confirmation name? I didn't get confirmed. I was not invited back to the congregation to be confirmed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fun. Um, but um, It was going to be Michael, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, I was never kind of like, and I think my family as a whole, we were just kind of religious because we had to be, because <laughs> everybody else it was. Is, it is kind of a... Uh, in the U.S., especially like as we were growing up, it was just kind of like a default that a lot of families kind of realized was totally unnecessary. Yeah, it was very casual. Uh, yeah, like there are obviously still people that, uh, again, like have like personal relationships with their religion and all that stuff. And certainly a lot of members of my family do that as well. But we didn't at some point we we're like, we're not gonna keep going to this church and then we just didn't yeah my parents were always like just get confirmed and then after that you can do whatever you want exactly um, i think that's a very very common thing especially in the northeast which is why this kind of topic may be super surprising for people who grew up in the more casual uh landscape of religion that mm -hmm. exists in the northeast uh, especially between like denominations, like growing up, the difference between Roman Catholic and Protestant was just kind of like, oh, you just go to different churches and like sometimes the pastor has a wife and sometimes he doesn't. And that's kind of the difference. Yeah. Whereas in the South, it's like there's a very clear delineation. Yeah. And I'm very lucky, like as a queer and trans person that I was never raised in any kind of like extremist facet of religion, um, yeah. especially Christian religion. Um, but I did, uh, live in the South for quite a while. Um, so I have been exposed to it. Um, but, and again, like my philosophy with personal relationship with religion is it's just, it's not necessarily for me, but yeah, I mean, that's my philosophy with everything. And it sounds super cliche, but it's like, as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself, go for yeah. it. Um, but yeah. these, what we're about to talk about, hell houses do hurt people, which we should right. say what they are because we've gone seven minutes and surely scared everybody yeah. away. <laughs> and we're also just talking about religion as though we're like having a drink yeah. and talking about our relationship with Christ. We've surely frightened everybody away by now. <laughs> so let's talk, let's get to the root of this and let's talk about hell houses and what All they right. are. So. A hell house is a haunted attraction typically run by evangelical churches or organizations, not always evangelical Christianity. Um, they exist in some other denominations of Christianity, too, but they're largely an evangelical thing. 
Um, and they are less like a typical haunted house and more like a short immersive play that are meant to act as uh, moral instruction or as a lesson for those who go through it. Um, and so you go in as this group. Uh, this is run by the church, usually staffed by members of the church with actors by other members of the church. So you go in with this group. Uh, led by this guide who is usually a demon. It really depends on the house, but the guide like playing a demon. And it's this like- Oh, I like that. It's this- I thought that guides were normally just kind of like other members of the church that were like, hey, let's go on this moral tale. I like the no, theatrical it's, framing it's, of having a demon Yeah, it's meant through. to be more frightening. But so the purpose is kind of like edutainment. Um, and like they say that the purpose is to kind of- use horror to scare young people out of sin by showing them the consequences of actions that the church deems sinful in some kind of bloody and horrifying manner. Um, So you go in led by this guide and you watch a short kind of scenes of actions the church would deem sinful. Uh, Popular scenes in most hell houses include gay marriage, abortion, premarital sex, partying or raving, uh, drinking drugs and suicide. Um, gay wedding scenes officiated by Satan are particularly popular. Um, and y'all, I don't like Full to- st- not related to hell houses, just in regular <laughs> life. Our gay marriages are typically officiated by the devil. Uh, like, and that's something that these play on. Like I said before, I don't want to make light of, of those that have been affected by these houses, but y'all in a couple of videos that I watch of hell houses at the end of the gay wedding scene, they'll kiss, but they'll put a hand between the two guys. So they're not actually <laughs> kissing or they'll put a woman in like boy drag makeup boy drag. to make it like y'all at least commit if you're going to do this. Yeah. Like <laughs> to be clear, I am going to be dunking on a lot of aspects of these houses. Mm-hmm. All of that dunking is not meant to like minimize trauma caused to people who went through them because God knows that's real. I will dunk on the fact that they're they're not co- like like commit just commit <laughs> to the thing. If you're like the so like all of these popular scenes that you're talking about are like very clear why they would be traumatizing to young people Mm -hmm. and why they are almost purely just kind of mean and and like mean-spirited and and perfectly in line with the teachings of noted chill-ass dude jesus christ uh but the one that you had us watch is one which is actually just a short like journalistic piece by mm-hmm. AL.com talking about uh, a hell house in Alabama. And this one I like because the the moral is just that like the one of the the like boy and the girl who end up going to hell, the boy just doesn't want to go to church with his girlfriend. Yeah. Like that's the sin. And to me, I'm like, see, that's a good low stakes sin. <laughs> That that we can we can kind of be scared by as a group. This makes sense to go and be like, go and watch these teenagers who aren't getting paid and who are probably altar boys on the off weeks go and fake being gay or doing sex, drugs and party, which they don't get to do in the real world because they're. It, they're in the church all yeah. the time. And it's very interesting that for, because almost every Hell House that at least I've researched includes some kind of gay scene. Most of yeah. the time a wedding. And it's very interesting to me that they pick a wedding to show is the absolute like scum 
scum of debauchery that a gay person could yeah, do. Oh my god. Like the like we can talk for hours about the like nuance in the gay community talking about like how appropriate it is for us to be like celebrating things that might be considered inappropriate whether or not they were gay like mm-hmm. but you take the most wholesome what is genuinely and they're not they're not picking they're not doing scenes of like two again like pagan gays doing a ceremony that's not traditional it is a traditional wedding catholic but the wedding the only difference yeah. is that what they're both men and instead of Father Joseph, it's it's the devil. Yeah, like, and a lot of these houses, like, they say they're not political statements, but they are because a lot of these wedding scenes were popular right after marriage equality was passed. Of course. Um, so it, it's – a lot of the times those scenes are less of a statement on the individual but and more of a statement on, like, the state of the country or your support of right. marriage equality or whatever. And, and any idea that a religious institution in the United States in 2021 – making any kind of statement and them trying to pass it off as not political yeah. is just silly mm-hmm. because they would be the same type of people that would like praise a church coming out and saying we actually hate the gays and we don't support over 12 Hodges, Hodges, whatever. They would be like, oh, that's good. It's only political when it's when it's stuff that they think yeah. people will like. Um, so after you watch each one of these scenes go down, you then move on to see that person couples groups punishment um usually the gay couple is afflicted and dying of hiv aids um a girl there's abortion scenes are very popular and you see a girl like quote getting an abortion but it's like bloody guts being kind of ripped out of this fake stomach um and suicide scenes are also often used often depicting teens dying by self-inflicted gunshot wounds and these scenes are bloody the special effects yeah. are purposefully over the top offer, often showering both the actors and the people who come into the house in fake blood especially during scenes like these which is something else to say about even in most regular haunted attractions you're not going to come out covered in blood this is done purpose right. this is not done like oh and then we'll like cuz it's scary like this is done on purpose to like break your spirit right and are obviously done like there are videos where you can kind of hear like children like crying during Mm -hmm. these because they are also meant to be uh like conditioning of like you go to one as a kid and are horrified by it and then every time you go after that you may be old enough to realize like this is all fake and this is kind of theater but you've done it your whole life so you're still like feel gross and icky the same way that you know people who grew up in the area that we did would still feel gross watching the kinds of like like anti anti-sex anti uh drug like PSA videos that we were forced to watch in health class like it's that same like oh god ugh. yeah even when you're 16, 17. And we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but these are targeted towards teenagers, young teenagers. Right. Like, they can say whatever they want. You know, they want. teens. Ob- yeah, they're obviously targeted towards teenagers. Uh, and they're crazy intense. Uh, most houses will include some kind of gay scene, some kind of premarital sex scene, an abortion scene, a suicide scene, and a drunk driving scene. That's what you see the most of. This is yeah. by no means a comprehensive list, though. Yeah, and the demon is usually holding a clipboard that has a, <laughs> a checklist, and he checks them all off as you walk through. Um, there's also a, a healthy and 
horrendous amount of victim shaming for sexual assault in these houses uh, with mm. modern hell houses often featuring scenes about like putting provocative photos online or using dating apps, um, Again, which I didn't like, realize that dating apps were, were not cool in Christianity. Right. The false, the false equivalence is also pretty yeah. problematic. I mean, like saying that being gay is just as bad as like doing hard drugs, driving drunk, having an, like having an abortion that like somehow having a medical procedure with the information and consent of like people involved or, you know, being gay, somehow being on the same level as these three already offensive and already problematic. But then you're like, also Tinder. Also, yeah. this one is It's bad. really also, strange. Yeah. And like yeah. Devin said before, they're insanely mean spirited, um, right. not showing like it's interesting because you would think in Christ- if, if in Christianity, if those people running these houses truly believed that these things were wrong and something you had to be saved from, that they would be empathetic towards the people that are being quote afflicted by them, but they are so not, especially towards addiction, entirely non-empathetic often like to the, to the point where sometimes I watch, I would watch videos in these hell houses and I think you're not even trying at this point to like save or reform somebody who might be struggling with addiction or anything. You're just convincing the people in their lives to drop them. Um, yeah, and and trying to you're you're not focused on you know redeeming those people who may have already fallen to what you consider sin. You are only concerned with scaring people who haven't done those things yet to stay away from them. And it it it's also reminiscent of the discussion around uh, Lil Nas X talking about making Montero and and the music video and the idea that a uh, a uh, a religion that for so many people is a positive, uh, like loving celebratory thing where you praise virtue and you espouse virtue for so many others is we use the threat of hell to scare you from doing things we think are wrong. And those are two totally different things, but so many times they're kind of conflated as both being like totally fine things for religion to do. Yeah. Um, there was a hell house. And this house. is a caricature of that. Yeah. There was a hell house that went up last year that depicted uh, a BLM protest clashing with Trump supporters. Um, again, not being political. Not being but, political at all. Actually, that one was nice. The Trump supporters all went to hell. And that was like, <laughs> it was like, oh, this is this is interesting. Um, and then uh, this one, like this is kind of what inspired me to write this essay that I wrote and start researching them in October of 2016, there was a hell house in Chicago, Illinois called uh, The Room, A Journey to Hell that caught uh, public attention when they sent out a casting call for, quote, club pulse, dancers, victims, cage people slash screamers, extras needed to trying to escape a cage. And I probably don't have to remind you, but the Pulse yeah. massacre happened in June of 2016. Of so this year. was four months after. Yeah. Like zero. It, it's I, insane to me how zero empathy in a situation that's meant to, I guess, inspire or reform people and inspire them to come to the church, that there is no empathy offered. Right. And I think that the thing that we're bumping on is just the fact that it's not meant to bring people into the church. It's merely meant to scare those who are already there into not leaving. Yeah. 
Um, so the penultimate scene in most of these houses, after you've seen the kind of consequences of each group's actions or whatever, uh, is the hell scene where we see all the different, like, quote, sinful characters from different storylines being tortured while the demons will, like, yell at the visitor. You get yelled at a lot in these houses. Yeah. Um, and then this is usually followed by a heaven scene uh, where the good characters are welcomed into heaven, sometimes by <laughs> Jesus, um, and visitors are given the opportunity to pray or speak with. Often they have counselors or priests there uh, to speak with um, about committing or recommitting to the church. Uh, and there are some productions that even ask visitors to sign a literal contract when they leave, stating that they will repent for their sins and never commit what they saw in the house. And again, like in other sects and in other places, I just had to go to confession sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that was like a thoughtful, empathetic thing, at least in my church, where the priest would be like, what have you done? What, what, have, you, what have been your sins? And you'd be like, well, I did this. I did this. My 12-year-old self was like, I said shit once. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then the priest would be like. That's okay. Jesus still loves you. Mm -hmm. Go and say some Hail Marys and then you can go home. Also, there's a bake sale outside. Maybe help uh, Maybe help Mrs. Jackson like carry those batches of cookies. That would be lovely. <laughs> Thanks so much, Devin. Okay, see you next week. Like, so incredibly off. It's, uh, yeah. and I must, because I don't think we're going to like talk too much about this this video that you had me watch because the heaven scene is so good. It is white sheets taped up. There's a guy who is like just an older white man sitting behind a big book that's supposed to be the book of life. And he says like, like Jeremy Pibben, step forward. And he like steps forward. Your name's not in the book of life. Please step back. At like that part is funny in and of itself. And then Jesus comes and it's Jesus and he touches everyone. Like he like holds their hand or gives them a hug, which fine, but this is fully a 35 year old white man, short hair, like a little goatee. It's like you couldn't find a dude who looks less like Jesus in yeah. this moment. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect them <laughs> to, to have like a, a skinny Palestinian man with very long hair who was really really hot and sexy <laughs> i didn't expect them to but um, he had 12 men following him around you can't tell me that <laughs> jesus wasn't sexy so there's uh according to uh minister keenan roberts who we're going to talk about a lot in a second but he uh yeah. is kind of the figurehead of hell houses right now um and according to his kind of data on his own hell house around one in four visitors to his house choose to either join the christian faith or renew their commitment to it by the end is that true who knows um, uh and and just like with confession the Assumption is a lot of people that are going are probably bringing like their kids mm -hmm. to scare them because they're like being little, little snide kids in middle school or whatever. And so they want to scare them back into coming into the church. Those parents are also signing the contract or whatever. Yeah. So like how many of those people are still just going to church every week? I also need to talk about this old man who's supposed to be God again <laughs> because there was a comment in this video uh, that starts out fine. He just says, ah, yes, the teachings of Christ uh, the teaching of Christ's everlasting love through the fear of eternal damnation. A great, a great read. You yeah. really got him. But the second part says, also, why does God need glasses? I like, glasses I like that God has glasses. 
Surely God doesn't need glasses. If heaven doesn't automatically correct your vision, what's the point? Um. So uh, I want to talk a little bit more. Now that we've kind of hashed out like exactly what a hell house is and the hell house experiences are different. Uh, you know, some there are some hell houses that are much more tame than these ones. We're kind of talking about the extreme end of hell houses. Um, and uh, I want to talk about a little bit more about their history and like why they're used in the church. Um, because like, as Devin just said, Christian scare tactics are not a new thing. They are pretty foundational in some uh, denominations of Christianity. I'd say a lot. Catholicism and specifically to American too. Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Um, Puritanism, Catholicism, all kind of uh, lean on those tenets. Um, which like side note, um, <laughs> I, growing up Catholic, it was always so funny to me that um, in in like CCD and church, they tell you like if you sin, you will go to hell where you will be bound and then whipped with chains. And then four years later, they were like, why are you all so horny? Stop. <laughs> Stop being horny. Wait. Yeah. With Lil Nas X, they were like, why do you want to slide down a pole? To have sex with a with a sexy serpent man because you talked about me that? getting bound with whips and chains, like <laughs> yeah, I listened to S and M by Rihanna. I another side note: once the heaviest I've ever dissociated in my prepubescent life was I was in CCD and we were in the church. We usually weren't in the church for CCD. We would go to a classroom yeah, that, that was like thing. at the yeah. at the school that the church was attached to. But we were in the church because we were listening to like a, a speech from one of the the pastors and. I don't remember what it was about. It was probably about music of some kind. But uh, I remember I was sitting in this church with a bunch of other 13-year-olds, sweaty, just upset, don't want to be there. Just disgusting, yeah. And the pastor was like, he said something about like, this Rihanna song. And then he <sighs> like, look at all of us sitting in the pews with this microphone and went, sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. And we are all just like, I do not remember the rest of that that lecture because that was the strangest thing that has ever happened to me that this like 35 year old uh, pastor in like the pastor casual wear like you know when they're not in like the white oh, yeah. and the black with a collar just said this to a group of 13 year olds at like 6.30 in the evening in Brush a church. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack because when I leave for the night I ain't coming back. <laughs> it was so weird. Okay. Not what I want to talk about. Back to hell houses. Um, so hell houses are thought to be a first kind of invented or thought up by uh, televangelist Jerry Falwell, who you may have heard Boom. of, um, with the Liberty University. Enemy of the pod. Yeah. With the Liberty University-backed Scaremare in 1972. Uh, Scaremare still goes on at Liberty. The website says they've got over 300,000 visitors every season. But interestingly, Scaremare is way, 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 way more like a regular haunted attraction than... Uh, mm. than a hell house. I think it has kind of evolved over the years. Like in the 70s and 80s, it was much more like a hell house. But now it's just kind of become a regular haunted attraction that they put. I mean, a haunted attraction. They realized like, that it was more profitable. Yeah, like a haunted attraction, like for Christians still, but a haunted attraction nevertheless. Yeah. Um, 
That's Scaremare sounds like a ghost type horse Pokemon. <laughs> like a scary yeah. horse. Um, they really kind of took off and entered the public eye, though, in the late 90s and early 2000s with um, kind of the rise of televangelism uh, as the idea kind of began to spread to more and more evangelical churches. Um, and in fact, by the 90s, uh, Assemblies of Gold Minister Keenan Roberts, we talked about before, was making these like ready to go hell house kits and selling them to churches across the country for $300 a piece. That's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> um, he sort of became this figurehead in the hell house community, especially after uh, there's this 2001 documentary called Hell House, which is all on YouTube. If you're interested, it is very interesting. It follows the like one church with their like rehearsal period and like them putting up this hell house. Um, and there are tons and tons and tons of clips from hell houses on YouTube that you can go watch. Fair warning. They are intense. Yeah, in, and also just insane. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. but they are there if you want to watch them. So Robert's template is used, still used by hell houses across the country. Um, and although I wasn't able to find, nobody's leaked the full kit online, but they have oh. leaked a couple of pages. Um, so for um, abortion scenes, Robert's recommends, quote, a meat product that closely resembles pieces of a baby to put in a glass bowl and then suggests that actors betraying the medical staff act, quote, cold, uncaring, abrupt, and completely insensitive. You would have to imagine that you would hope that if he was sitting at his, you know, IBM PC compatible <laughs> in early 2000s uh -huh. typing this out, that at some point while typing out the phrase, a meat product that closely resembles a pieces of a baby, that maybe he'd be like, what am I doing? But then he goes on and says, also, do it in a glass bowl. <laughs> it's not accurate. They would it's not, not use medically glass sound. It, no. It's not sterile. But we want these... We want these scared sinners to see the, I guess, like chicken thighs yeah. that you bought at Kroger and had to like leave in the fridge for long enough that that's put them in a glass bowl. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Um, I did find some other kits from another maker called Judgment House, which came with several pre-written scripts for houses. Now, Judgment House is one of the things I was talking about where this is, seems like a far less, 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 way less extreme version of a hell house. In fact, they kind of distance themselves from hell houses on their website um, okay. because their scripts cover things like cyberbullying, drug abuse, uh, abuse, carbon monoxide poisoning, and traffic accidents. <laughs> excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? So like, okay, wait. Besides the carbon monoxide poisoning, we'll yeah. get back to that in a second. This seems more like the kind of stuff that you and I have probably seen up here that is often secular. Yes, which this are is more the, like a school assembly. Right, or a like a mock uh, a mock drill if you ever had those in high school that like pretend like you had a uh we had like theater kids pretend to be in a car crash oh, like they were yeah, drunk we never drivers did that. at the prom. We did have uh, the the drunk goggles though, which is a horrible oh. idea. But if you're running a uh, a drug uh like an anti-drug program, don't use drunk goggles cuz all it taught us is that it was really fun to play catch in the drunk goggles. <laughs> and it's also just very like also as a person who is, you know, 22 years old, went to school both in New York City and in London, so you know, a lot of drinking has gone on. I have been drunk, you know, many a times. I'm sorry, Nana, once again, she's not listening to this episode. I've never in my life thought 
what I'm seeing right now reminds me of an eighth grade when Mr. Barreto <laughs> let me wear the drunk goggles. Okay, but keep these going. are Sorry. like like these this style of hey, don't do bad stuff that is not always like religious in nature. That makes sense to me. Like again, like telling people, hey, don't do drugs. That's like a fine message. It's yeah. when you go, if you do drugs, you're a horrible person who's going to hell. That's when it's like, oh, okay, maybe not that yeah. one. But the carbon monoxide poisoning, now this is something <laughs> I can appreciate. That's the thing about the judgment house is that they're not, they're actually quite non-judgmental. Like, because they're, they're, they're just warning you about the dangers of like carbon monoxide. Cyberbullying. They're not judging you if you, if you have a carbon monoxide leak in your house. <laughs> if it's you not your fault. Get- if you get carbon monoxide poisoning, you are going to hell. Yeah, that's not the angle listen, they're taking here. Listen, there are venial sins, minor <laughs> sins, cursing, taking the Lord's name in vain just a few times, not keeping holy the Sabbath, coveting thy neighbor's wife, but not doing anything about it. But then there are mortal sins, okay? Murder, uh, theft, but like real bad. <laughs> Uh, taking the Lord's name in, really in vain, like real bad, like saying damn three times and carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, that's, that is fortunately not really the angle that the Judgment House takes. Um, also, another fun story. Uh, Keenan Roberts was bamboozled in 2004 uh, when a like nondescript secular group purchased the kit for his house and ended up putting on a parody of Hell Houses starring Sarah Silverman and David Cross at the Hollywood Bowl yes. and a bunch of other celebrities. Um, and Robert said on this, quote, it was an abomination. People have been trying to do damage to Hell House for years. And I always say this, God's going to have the last word, to which I say, get bent, sir. Also, trying to do damage to Hell House, just as a phrase, Seems like something Christians should be in favor of. Yeah. I'm anti-house hell. But also, <laughs> this is the whole thing, and this is my thesis about hell houses, is that it's just another example of uh, mainstream, inherently conservative, very powerful religion attempting to be cutting-edge pop culture and cool to bring the teens in. Because they like saw haunted houses in the 90s, and they were like, we can... You know what? You know, doing like pop culture movies, having rock music, that hasn't really worked out for us. Our theming doesn't really work. But one thing that Christianity has down pat is horror and aesthetic. And those two things put together can make a good haunted house. The only problem is, as with all of these things, when they try to do something cool in pop culture... They can't because they're an institutional religion. They can't do it without being stupid. Yeah. And not like not like stupid as in like not thought through, but just like silly and not believable and also traumatizing at the same time. Yeah. And interestingly, that's kind of the biggest reason why a lot of churches continue to do hell houses. They believe that this is the one of the best ways to get the church's message out to young people, especially during the Halloween season when most of these hell houses go up, uh, where many Christians right. uh, fear that their children are being bombarded with like Satanist or anti-Christian messages around Halloween time. Um, so they provide they they put up hell houses as like an alternative. Like, oh, if your kids are really into right. Halloween, bring them to the hell house. Not only is it scary, but they'll like also be Christians or whatever. Um, yeah, sure, whatever. Because it's supposed to be fun. Quote. 
Uh, right. I, it's supposed to, again, it's like luring you in with like, it's like a youth pastor going, hey, do you kids like the Rihanna? I do too. Let me whip out the guitar and do my own version of S&M that's called L and F, which stands for loaves and fish. Because uh, that's something Jesus did. Uh, but like, loves, loves, it's, loves, it's supposed loves, to be fun. Fish, fish, fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Trademark, uh, trademark, 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 trademark. Uh, all rights reserved to Hey Nanny Nanny at the New York Renaissance <laughs> Fair. Uh, but it's like luring you in with, oh, this is going to be a cool haunted house. And I bet a bunch of teens, if they haven't gone to it before, would be like, oh, hell yeah. It's like, well, sorry, heck yeah. It It's like a haunted house, but in my own church's backyard. That's so much fun. And then it's just bad. Yeah. Because it's supposed to not, it doesn't feel like going to church, but it uses the same indoctrination tactics that an extremist organization would use. And even more effective because they're using horror. Um, And like I said, these are aimed at teens, no doubt. Um, They're aimed at teens and teen issues. Uh, And Roberts was quoted on this issue saying, uh, teenagers teenagers influenced by the poison they watch and listen to through concerts, television, and CDs, which tell them over and over again, uh, that suicide is the escape they are searching for is offensive to the Christian. This is why Hell House must be bold. Hollywood is bold. So they're saying like, oh, because Hollywood is so intense on the Satanist messages that they're giving our teens, right. we need to be just as intense with the other message. I think being bold is saying that television and CDs, yeah, you know, Hollywood, famous for its support for suicide? Yeah. Like, like, when have you ever, like... Again, this is another kind of late 80s, it's, early 90s thing yeah. that we talked about with Satanic Panic. Um, right. It's not right. really as potent anymore, that argument, but it still exists. Right. I just, it was, ne- like, to me, it was never, obviously, it was never justified, even, it, it's only justified when you jump through a bunch of hoops, but, like, yeah. I mean, every single celebrity that's, like, committed suicide, even back then... It's always treated as an incredibly insane tragedy Mm -hmm. in which, like, everybody, not only in Hollywood, but, like, across the country has a realization of, like, wow, even fame and fortune doesn't save you from mental illness and having certain issues that you have to deal with. And it's actually, like, suicide is one of the very few topics on which I feel... The entertainment industry is actually kind of nuanced and thoughtful. Yeah. Like it's the one thing for you, Roberts, to be like, this is what they're crusading on. Yeah, which like goes back to the incredible lack of empathy that a lot of these houses for sure. show. That they can take an issue like that, which everyone kind of universally agrees upon. Agrees on. And yeah. It co- completely removes it from all sense of, of care or, or sympathy. Um it is not uncommon for young people to vomit or have panic attacks or try and run out of hell houses. Often they do not let you. You have to stay and watch the whole thing. Um, and yeah. I also I explored a couple of Christian forums of people discussing uh, hell houses and because I wanted to kind of get into because not all. In fact, a large majority, I would say, of not only Christians, but evangelicals specifically are not into hell houses. Um, which yeah. is why I'm saying like, oh, I'm not like, oh, like evangelicals are evil because hell houses are evil. Most people aren't cool with these. 
Um, that doesn't right. mean they don't exist, though. But so I wanted to see a little and more of the internal And even people who debate. may bring them into their congregation may have the right, like, have the right motivations behind it of, like, genuinely wanting to warn their young members against certain kinds of sin. But, like, like so much of that is rooted in indoctrination and misunderstanding and, you know, institutional racism, sexism, homophobia, mm-hmm. transphobia that like we don't need we don't need to tease out in this yeah. comedy horror culture history podcast. Yes, yeah. and I wanted I wanted to take a look at the internal debate a little bit more and there was uh, somebody on crosswalk.com that wrote an article about their positive experience with hell houses. Um, and they said, it's been almost a year and Scaremare is still ministering my walk with God. I've gone through a few fun slash death houses, which like <laughs> put that aside. Fun slash death I houses like, is a good let's phrase. Start, let's start calling cool stuff death stuff. Yeah. Um, stunning way to draw the lost to redemption and to quicken a holy living in the believer. It may not be for everyone, but most needed it. Like So like it's not to say that there aren't people that enjoy going through hell houses Right, and we talked about Scaremare as being a less, yeah, a, a less overt, less. And again, it's the like, how often have we seen stuff like this where, again, institutionalized religion fails at being nuanced mm-hmm. and fails at 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 being covert in a way that, in a way that has led them to success over the centuries. Like, yeah, and- like the way that you scare people into not sinning is not by overloading them and spraying them with blood and traumatizing them throughout their teenage years it's by doing what's basically just a regular haunted house but changing just enough about it that it's a christian version of a haunted Mm -hmm. house and do like the question of do scare tactics work um science says that they do work according to a 2013 study by melanie b tannenbaum of the university of illinois but this is a huge but she found that scare tactics as far as like conditioning and learning goes are far more effective for one-time behaviors versus repeated behaviors so nothing that hell houses are trying to prevent um right but that's probably why they have those counselors and priests in those final scenes to offer options after you've been thoroughly frightened or traumatized by what you saw in the house Suggesting, oh, why don't you start coming to our weekly youth group? You can talk about it. Like that's kind of right. where it begins for these places. So at their core and in their most extreme sense, they are like at their mildest, they are Christian versions of haunted houses. At their most extreme, they are right. straight up indoctrination and brainwashing. And they use common shared traumas between people to do this. Many people have some in their lives they've lost to drunk driving or addiction or suicide. And people become emotionally distraught and insanely vulnerable after seeing such harsh and bloody recreations of them, which is why these extremist uh, churches and organizations continue to use them. Right. I, I think your use of the word common trauma and and then becoming vulnerable is a really important point because that is a tactic of so many systems of indoctrination of indoctrination uh, that again just very obviously steps over the line of what you know positive influences groups such as religious congregations can have that is like it it feels very similar to something like a mock drill where you scare a bunch of high schoolers into not drinking and driving after the prom by having them have to watch people that they see in class every day get all bloody and taken away on a gurney. 
which yeah. just feels bad, man. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, like for a young queer person or person facing addiction or anything else that's been like demonized in this house, it could take years to decades of unlearning to like reverse the damage caused and not by hell houses alone, um, but by any kind of indoctrination by an extremist organization, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, but again, I want to reiterate that this is an extreme thing that is right. not shared by, I'll say a pretty vast majority of yeah. Christianity. Um, but they are fascinating, um, nevertheless, and it, it'll yeah. be interesting to kind of see, cause you know, a lot of them didn't go up last year because of COVID-19 restrictions and stuff. It'll be interesting to see if and how they come back, uh, yeah. in the coming They are season. fascinating as pieces of horror and as pieces of theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd just like to remind you of some of these amazing comments on this Hell House video. Uh, here's one from Ryan. He says, man, they really sold me on hell with this one. They look like they'd have some really good metal there. <laughs> that one I like. That was good. Um, the God Needs Glasses one just really sent me off. Oh, this one is from Z. Kay. And it says, quote, you're dancing with me now, end quote. That quote was said by the devil. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that is scary is the admission price. That's a good that's one. A, that's a good, Doug. like, classic corny. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Corny burn. Uh, <laughs> the, the one uh, part where the robber shoots uh, the <laughs> shoots the two people who <laughs> didn't want to go to church with each other. Somebody pointed out that uh, he was not acting correctly in terms of stagecraft because his back was straight to the audience <laughs> and then the lights went down and th there's a sound of of a of a gunshot mm -hmm. and it does just sound like a plastic gun like being fired but somebody pointed out it also sounds like claps and so this idea that this robber goes up and goes i'm gonna shoot you give me all your money the lights go out and then he just goes it's <laughs> 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 absolutely exquisite uh. Yeah, I think that's where we will uh, wrap it up for today. But as uh, usual, and we said this during our outro too, if you have experience with these, if you've ever been in one or any aspect of them and would like to share some of your experiences with us, please do. I would really like to hear about it and how uh, your thoughts on it and how it affected you. Um, yeah. If, if you are out there and listening. Yeah, for sure. Uh other than that, thank you for listening to this episode of The Great American Scream. It's episode 57, Adam. Yeah. We're so old. Over the uh, hill. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. If you're on Spotify, you can follow us or share the show. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. So best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend who likes horror or who loves Jesus. Uh, they're <laughs> welcome on this podcast as well. Uh, <laughs> we have a Patreon. 
It's at patreon.com slash greatscreenpod. I'm very tired. I'm starting to flag here. Adam, can you pick our social medias, please? Yeah, you can check us out on Facebook at The Great American Scream or much more frequently on Twitter and Instagram at greatscreenpod. Again, uh, if you have experienced or have been through one of these before and uh, would like to share your experiences, uh, please let us know or just share your thoughts on these in general. What do you think of them? Uh, you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And uh, as always, um, if you have an idea for what a future episode should be, uh, tweet it at us because your suggestion may become the topic for a future episode. Yes. Special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo, who does the disclaimer at the beginning of the pod, as well as Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music. And a super special thank you to all of our Patreons at the current level of $10 or more, so all men in the fields or higher. Uh, thank you to Regina, Ben, Bree, Gail, Joyce, Melinda, and Chris. I have been Devin Wright. I have been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked into never touching a car exhaust pipe <laughs> while you're in a closed garage because that causes carbon monoxide poisoning. Also, we love you. Be safe. We love you so much and we also love Jesus. Jesus. <laughs>